Welcome to the Empire State of Mind. On this episode, we're going to be talking about growing your business with ancillary services. We believe the purpose of owning a business is funding your perfect life. Welcome to the next generation of growth and opportunity in the inspection industry. This is the Empire State of Mind. Empire State of Mind. Helping build companies with faster growth, higher profits, and more time freedom. Finally, a podcast for the home inspection industry and beyond. This is the Empire State of Mind. And this is your host, Matt Williams. Well, welcome to the show. I am so glad that you tuned in today. Um, today is a fantastic day, and I have a guest on the show that everyone here is going to want to know. Her name is Kim McDonough. She is from EMSL, Environmental Testing Services, and we are talking about how to grow your business with ancillary services. Kim, how are you doing today? Fantastic. Thanks for asking. Yeah, I'm so glad that you made time to be with me today and come sit on the podcast. Um, and we've had this conversation already. You work for EMSL Analytical is laboratories. What does EMSL even stand for? Do you know? I do. Uh, so actually our, our owner, Dr. Peter Frasca, um, uh, coined the, the, the name, uh, okay. electron microscope scanning laboratories. Uh, so we focus primarily on a lot of microscopy, okay. uh, mold, lead, asbestos, things along those lines. And, uh, and we've expanded services since the eighties. You guys have been around since the 80s? We have. Wow. 1981. 1981. That Your company might be older than some of the inspectors that are out in the field. <laughs> That's accurate. Yeah. I got guys on my team that are younger than that. That's amazing. You guys have been around for a very long time. And uh, yeah, so you guys do environmental testing on a wide range of stuff. So what are all the things that you guys do on testing? Sure. So uh, we are actually a company of 11 divisions. And within those divisions, uh, some of them are, are pretty straightforward, mold, lead, asbestos, uh, things along those lines. But then we also have other divisions where uh, we are doing uh, pharmaceuticals or food testing, uh, material science, chemistry, uh, whether that's liquid or otherwise. Uh, so the, the, the services are really expansive, which allows us to be a project partner uh, for, for every company that's out there, whether you're big, small, small, um, mom and pop shop, doesn't matter. We are happy to be there for you and your business in the environmental aspects that you need. That's fantastic. So you do some of the basic testing. What are some of the other, other testing that you would do that maybe like a home inspector would run into? Yeah. Um, so within home inspection, it's, it's so important to be able to grow those services and not just focus on the home inspection by itself. Uh -huh. You're building a relationship and those marketing dollars are already at work. So it makes so much sense to be able to, uh, you know, work with somebody, uh, expand their services, uh, allow that investment to be grown uh, for them and know that it's a protected investment. And so in protecting that investment, uh, some of the major services would be mold uh, mold testing, whether you're doing air sampling or surface sampling, mm -hmm. lead testing, um, lead leaches. And so that's a concern there. Um, asbestos. We want to make sure that there's not asbestos fibers floating around or breaking off and causing asbestosis or other things. Yeah. Um, drinking water testing is another huge added services within home inspection. Um, I would say since 2019, year over year, I've seen a 20% increase um, just in drinking water. Wow. So what kind of stuff are we looking for in drinking water? 
Oh, so the Safe Drinking Water Act actually went ahead and did a little work for us. Uh, so contaminants would be, uh, you know, uh, environmental, uh, physiological, um, all, all these things. So whether you're testing for um, total coliform and E. coli, lead, nitrates, nitrites, those are the standards for, for your FHA, VA panels and things along those lines. But there's lots of other things, hardness, fluoride, uh, the list goes on. I mean, there's hundreds of analyses just with water testing by itself. Well, I've heard rumors of this, and I don't know if maybe you can confirm if this is real. Somebody was saying that there's radon in water too sometimes. Oh, for sure. So radon is uh, has the ability, it's a gas. So it dissolves and accumulates in water as well. And given that wow. radon comes from your the breakdown of uranium in soil, rock, and water, it allows you to, uh, or not you, but uh, it allows that gas to essentially uh, bind itself to the water molecules. Um, so when we have well systems, it, it's it's worthwhile. And every time uh, you, you use your faucets for uh, showering or washing, dishes, whatever it may be, uh, you're actually contributing some level of radon into the air just from the water source as well. Wow. So if breathing radon from radon gas in your home gives you lung cancer, I would imagine drinking water that has radon in it would probably do some other things to other organs. So luckily, I will say, uh, typically, even if you're drinking the the radon water, if you will, uh, <laughs> you're not. It's not the same effects. It, uh, so, so the radon gas will actually, once the faucet is opened up, it's still going to release itself from that water molecule. Uh, so it, it's not quite the same process as as uh, as that. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cause I'm thinking if, if breathing, it gives you lung right. cancer, would drinking it give you stomach cancer? Of course. That, right, would, yeah. that would be the primary concern, but no, a little bit different. The more bigger concern is that you're actually, um, adding to that, uh, that radon air, uh, concentration. Gotcha. So as the water's coming out of the faucet, the radon is breaking off of it and right. going into the air again and you're breathing it. Correct. Ah, got it. Yes, okay. Yes. See, look, I learned something new today. <laughs> it's amazing. The amount of testing that, that is capable on water and the concerns with water. Uh-huh. Um, I, a fun fact, um, the average male is actually made up of 60% water. If you are made up of more than half water, if I told you I was going to give you a penny every day, eventually that penny is going to feel fairly heavy. Yeah. So if I tell you, well, there's only a little bit of lead in your water. Well, how much is a little over a long period of time? Right. Uh, the concern definitely grows. So when you think about a contaminant, um, it, it makes sense to to focus on on drinking water specifically. Even if you're one of those people who just don't like water, um, you're still consuming water, whether it's in your food, your baked goods. Oh yeah, absolutely. You have an iced tea. That's a lot of water. You having some <laughs> right? Like everything that you drink is primarily water with extra stuff in it. Right. Right. Yeah. Unless like I was drinking some Sprite yesterday. I, I don't know how much. How, well, my biggest concern might not be the health factors of the water. There's other things from the Sprite that's <laughs> probably- the sugar content. Yeah, it might be the sugar content. There may be other things that are causing problems there. But yeah, that's that's fascinating. So if you have all this stuff in the water, I know you guys don't do remediation, but is it like a water filtration company come in and like- put a system in place that filters that out? Yeah. So luckily okay. with water testing, there is a very straightforward process. Um, within water testing, you have federal regulations. Uh, and and luckily I will say as in the States, we have a, a, a great availability to good, decent drinking water. Yeah. Um, not everybody in the world has access to that. So we, we need to be thankful for that, uh, yep. that respective, but, um, but yeah, it's definitely a, a matter of doing the testing, making sure that, that, you're addressing those concerns and, and moving forward from there. The filtration systems um, are, are simple and straightforward. Um, okay. It just depends on what those contaminants are in the water. Wow, that's really cool. So, so uh, you know, in my inspection company, I, add, I added ans- uh, some ancillary services. I actually got to the place of adding environmental testing services. Um, and, and I think that's, 
that was pretty cool. I think guy, there's, there's people out there with companies that are maybe thinking about adding environmental stuff. Um, how easy is it to add that on? Like it, it sounds daunting. You say words like lead and mold and asbestos. And, and if you're not familiar with it as a home inspector or any kind of contractor and you have to deal with that stuff, like, like how easy, how easy is it to add it on? Yeah. Um, so actually it is fairly easy. Uh, most services, uh, or a lot of services don't require a whole lot of extra. Some do. Uh, and, and the nice thing is, is making sure that you're working with the right lab, making sure that they're a one-stop shop for you, allowing you to not only get the, the products, but also the analysis. So that way everything is right there in one unit. Uh, that, that I think is one of the biggest aspects that's necessary. Okay. So I know like with, with, with my business adding on, um, the mold testing and stuff, the, the, um, the lab gave us a lot of, um, like, here's how you do this. And, and they gave us a lot of instructions and it actually was way easier than I thought it was going to be for doing mold and lead and all these different tests. And, and so you, you guys like also are the same way, right? You, you bring training to, inspectors to be able to do this? We do. So I think training is actually one of the most important factors, making sure that you're educated. If you're not educated, you're not going to sell it. Um, right. and, and it's not just you as the inspector or, or the mitigation or remediation. Like it's the entire team. It's your customer service. It's your office team. Uh, everybody who is part of your team needs to know what those services are, um, what the capabilities are mm -hmm. of them and, uh, and the benefits of them. And so, uh, so yeah, I think training is, is a key point, making sure that everybody is aware of, uh, the testing, uh, making sure that, you know, price margins and profit margins are, are all in play at the same yeah. time, because if you're not making money doing the service, you shouldn't be doing it. <laughs> well, right. Like, yeah, we're helping people, right? but you also have a business, right? And so you have to be profitable. And so you have to take care of your employees. You have to take care of your staff. You have to be able to pay everybody and keep the lights on while you're helping people. So you got to have profit margin. Profit's not a bad word. Profit's a good word. And if you don't have it, your business is gone. And now you're, you're all kinds of people are hurting. So you, you got to have profit. Yeah. And so you guys help with some of that, which is really cool. I love that side of what you guys do. Um, I can tell you that we added it um, in some of this environmental services and we keep adding more and more as we continue to grow. Um, and I think it's really important now because uh, we're in a little bit of a down market where home sales as volume uh, has dropped. Um, but if we're able to add our average ticket size, so I was able to add on my side, our average ticket size went up, even though the volume of houses may have gone down. So um, as a business, it actually creates it a healthier place where it's, it's one-stop shop because these people who are buying this house want to get something tested. They're going to get it tested. And if you're not the guy to do it, they're just going to call somebody else. So why not? You're already there. You have a fantastic relationship. You've built trust. They've hired you for one thing. There's no reason why they wouldn't just add it on with you um, to be able to do this testing. So it's really helped us with growing our ancillary services and increasing our average ticket price or job price or whatever the, you, however you call that, you know, the average inspection price. Uh, and, and so do you see, what do you see on that front with people adding it, um, and, and adding like average job prices going up. Do you see that number with other inspection companies? I do. So actually within the inspection companies themselves, I find that most people who add services are far more profitable rather than making $400 on an inspection, make $800 on an inspection, maybe add on a second service, make a thousand dollars on an inspection. You already took the time to drive out there. Um, the dedication uh, to, to making those calls and building that relationship and that level of trust. And so it allows you to become that one stop 
Chop Shop and you phrased it better than anybody because the reality is, is if, if you're not that guy, your realtor, whoever is going to find that guy who does everything. So become the one-stop shop. Right. Uh, I think that's a primary focus. That's one thing that's helped us even in the middle of this downturn. Um, and is that we've, we've added so many ancillary services now in my business that we've actually grown in the middle of a down market. Like this year, we're having a record year on, on number of inspections and number of everything. But part of it is because it is, we have created a one-stop shop and by adding these environmental services, it helps. And, and so where you don't have to make two or three phone calls, you can make one phone call. One, one of my, my inspectors have talked about this too, is that um, they, they're talking about how when we add these ancillary services, especially when it comes to like mold um, and other environmental stuff, they say they, they're better home inspectors because they're now looking at the environmental side of things. And so the environmental training has helped them to be better home inspectors. So now you have a more holistic, higher quality product. Even if they just buy a home inspection and don't add this on, they're thinking about mold and at a, at a different angle and a different level. And so their mindset has elevated. And, and the same thing, we added termite inspections and um, all these different things. And so now our inspectors feel like they're better home inspectors because of the extra training and the extra like stuff they have to know in order to do environmental testing. For sure. I think being yeah. well-rounded um, is is a, a key point there and making sure that you, you're you offering those services. It's not just about your business and being profitable, but it's also the investment that somebody else is making, the health and well-being of them, mm -hmm. their enjoyment of the home. Somebody with allergies in a house is not going to be happy. Uh, and knowing that ahead of time definitely makes it more worthwhile. And, and it'll make you, uh, it, it'll give you the availability for them to come back to you and say, hey, I really appreciate how much you looked out for me me, my investment and my health and well-being yep. and it'll be a better scenario. It's a way better situation. Yeah. And, and it further positions the inspection company to be the expert in the room because now you're an expert on all these different things. And so it allows you to be um, a more knowledgeable person. And, and, and as an inspector in the field, you become a greater resource for everyone, the realtors, the buyers, the sellers. And the, the more we can position ourselves in that, in that position, um, the more they lean on us, the more they rely on us, the more they trust us. And, and, by and large, all the inspectors that I know are very trustworthy people and trying to do the best they can to help everybody, you know, enjoy the purchase or watch out for things that maybe um, could be damaging. And, and one thing I love is that almost everything is fixable. Of course. Yeah. That's what I love. It's like, oh, you got a little bit of mold. Guess what? We can have a remediation come in and we'll take care of all this mold issue. We'll stop the leak. We'll stop the problem and remediate the whole thing. And, and um, yeah. And in fact, speaking of remediation companies, um, do you guys work much with remediation companies? We do actually. So I will actually be honest. If you are a remediation company, I think it is a hundred percent worthwhile that you are always checking your work, whether it's you or a third party who's doing that work check. Um, you you want to make sure you're doing a good job for your client and that everything is as it should be once the work is done. So, yeah. so that follow-up is, is a, is an important factor. Yeah. In fact, we, we work with a lot of remediation companies and um, I've built relationships with the biggest ones in my state to try to work with them. But what, what they do is they actually, a lot of them will use a third party testing because then it, it appears, then it appears that it is um, like, Hey, listen, we're not faking our results. We're, we're bringing in an outside company to come in and do all the testing. So, you know, it's third party, you know, we're being honest, you know, we're being transparent on, on this um, and we're not fibbing anything. And so um, they like to have that because they're able to say, no, nope, we know our work was done. And this other company over here that's trusted and has great reviews and knows what they're doing, they came in and verified it. And so we, we do that for quite a few remediation companies. And, and now we have, we're doing more mold and more um, uh, testing and even asbestos testing um, to, in our own company in order to be able to help these guys out and support them. 
So it's definitely a symbiotic relationship, yep. you know, with one, one works well with the other and, yep. and it does really create a good relation. So you're offering services, they're feeding business to you, you're feeding business back yes. to them, but everybody is not a non-biased party. Yeah. And what we find mold as inspectors, we find mold in houses all the time. And, and then we're like, Hey, you need to call a remediation company. Here's the companies that we recommend. Oh, those guys also send us business too, you know? And so it does very symbiotic. And so the remediation companies love it because they're getting business when we're finding stuff. And, and then when they're finding, when they're doing their work, they use us for being able to do some testing on the back end, and, and it works really well. And we're, we're whole holding each other to a higher standard, which is excellent. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Excellent. Yeah. And so my, I'm trying to grow our, um, um, environmental, uh, division. Now we have a kind of a, a full-time person doing environmental and we're trying to grow that more and more. Um, do you, do you see tactics and strategies that companies use for growing that? I do. So there are some, some great ways of growing your business, uh, maintenance I've seen, uh, pop up more often than not, especially recently. Like you said, there is a downturn in the market. Uh, -huh. uh we, we expect it to come back. Um, but in the meantime, we need to be focused on how we're continuing to create revenue and creating that revenue can sometimes be via maintenance. Um, you know, drinking water testing, the EPA recommends water testing every year mold testing, as long as you're following through on those jobs, mold happens and it it leaks happen. And so um, following up with your clients, making sure that you schedule some time with them uh, to, to make those follow-ups uh, will definitely continue to increase the revenue that, that you need or may be missing somewhere. Yeah. And what I, what I love about the environmental side is the, the, the home inspection side is directly connected to a real estate market and how many homes are buying being bought and sold. And, and, and real estate, we all know is a roller coaster. You have some great years, you have boom years and you have slow years. And, right. and so our, our businesses are all bolted onto that real estate industry. Well, when you go to environmental, well, guess what? That, that is way bigger than just the real estate industry. Yeah. We're really not affected by, by federal increase rates and things along those lines. Yeah, interest <laughs> rates aren't going to like affect like, Oh, like, Oh, there's a high interest. Mold just stops growing. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, it grows it no matter no who's the president, <laughs> doesn't matter who's in charge, what party's there, what policies mold's going to make mold. Mold's going to do its thing. Exactly. Exactly. And I think part of the thing too, is making sure that, that you're, you're aware of that, that market that is available to you that, that you're aware that there are companies that are able to help you with the training and the, and everything else, the equipment that you need, the analysis mm-hmm. that you need, um, and, and knowing that you're working with the right people too. Yeah. So. And I think working with, this is something we've started doing is we started working with construction companies who are going to be going in and doing construction on buildings. Yeah. When there's a certain age of building, they, people want to know, wait, is, I'm, I'm going to tear this wall down. Is there asbestos fibers? Do I need to worry about this? And so they'll actually have an asbestos like one of us come in and, and, and test everything for either lead-based paint or asbestos or, or whatever this hazard biohazards are that are there before they do the construction. And so when you find companies that are out there doing that kind of work in these older buildings, um, there's a whole nother stream of revenue that we're starting to tap into just on the environmental side that has nothing to do with the real estate market. It's a hundred percent to do with construction and remodel. Um, and there's, there's institutions, government institutions particularly are very, very, very tight on this. They're very, um, strict on this. 
Yeah. So, um, so asbestos and lead is actually federally regulated and yep. then, uh, and then it defaults to every state as to whether an additional license is required. You might have a home inspector license, but that doesn't mean that you have the license for doing asbestos or lead or something along those, those lines. And so yep. it is, it is important that whatever services you plan to add on that you are looking into those factors or reaching out to your lab contacts and seeing, is there, is there an additional accreditation needed or something along those lines? Do I need additional insurance? Um, but, yes. but all of these are ways to grow your business. So, uh, you know, we're always weighing out pros and cons and, and things along those lines. Uh, but, but like we said earlier, the, in the long run, creating yourself to become that go-to is such a key point. I've got a guy out in California that I recently talked to and he was telling me, well, you know, no one else does, does lead testing. And I was like, well, may- maybe this <laughs> is the prime opportunity for you to become that go-to person yeah. because when somebody else can't do it, they are going to resource to you. Yep because you are the guy that does it. Yeah. And one of the things that helped our business is we've gained in market share. And what we started with was like, we just started just, just doing home inspections years ago. And we started adding at these ancillary services. Well, we, we have other competition that just does a home inspection. And so we, we tell the realtors and all these different people, we're like, well, we do everything. So, Hey, we hire them for the home inspection. You love your home inspector. Golly, we love them too. They're great. Look, they do a wonderful job. Who's doing your sewer scope. Who's doing your environmental testing? Who's doing this, this, and this? We're like, well, I'm not really sure. Hey, we'd love the opportunity to earn your business. We won't compete with Mr. Home Inspector down the road. Um, He can have the home inspection. We'll just do all the other ancillaries. And so then I actually go and sit down with other inspectors in our city. And I'm like, hey, listen, we won't, we won't compete with you on that. Like if you want to farm it out, we'll farm it out. We won't, we won't advertise our home inspection services to your, to these people. We'll just, you know, we're just going to be an extra thing, you know, on the side. And, and, um, and, and so we do, we have, now we have opportunity where my, environmental techs will, or my, my ancillary techs will show up at a job and somebody else is doing the home inspection. Well, now we're friends. We high five them and they're like, like, Hey buddy, it's so good to see you. It's good to see you too. Fist bump, you know, and we don't step on each other's toes and we have great working relationships in our community. And, um, and, and like you can become that go-to source for so many things. And there, I've heard of guys doing this. I haven't done this, but I've heard of other guys doing where they actually white label their prod, their, their ancillary services, and they allow other inspectors to sell it. So they will say, okay, yeah, I can add a sewer scope, you know, and, and, and then maybe they're buying it from us for, I don't know, $120 and they're selling it for 165. And so then all they do is just schedule it with us. Our people go do the whole thing. We send all of our data to that inspector, that inspector then sends it to their client. And it appears as if they had their own person go out and do the work. Um, and they're able to, so then we kind of partner with other inspectors, right? I mean, we, we haven't done that, but I've heard other people doing that. And if you're the go-to environmental guy, Maybe you have the asbestos license. Maybe you have um, the insurance to handle all this stuff. And, and these other guys don't want to deal with it. Man, you can, you can be a, a behind-the-scenes white-label guy making money and not having to deal with a customer. Yeah, for sure. I, you know, it's funny that you bring it up because um, I was at a conference not too long ago and and it, one of the biggest battles is how do we sell these services without being sales guys? Yeah. And, and, you know, like approaching things from a different angle is sometimes necessary. Looking at it from someone's health and well-being and their investment, like we've talked about. Yeah. But, but how do you bring that about in a conversation when you're there for a home inspection specifically? It, get them to talk about themselves, you know, open that door to allow them uh, a moment to say, Hey, you know, I just wanted to check. Did you have any allergies? Do you have any other concerns about the property uh, from an environmental aspect? And sometimes just dropping that little, little seed uh, allows, allows a whole, whole different uh, aspect to bloom because you're, you're now opening the conversation, allowing them to talk about themselves and what their needs are and what Uh their concerns are. And then it allows you to then put those other pieces of business together for them. 
Absolutely. And, and sometimes you can just do it. I do, we do it conversationally. You know, you can be there and be like, man, my allergies are driving me nuts, you know? <laughs> and they're like, oh yeah, I have bad allergies too. Oh, do you? Yeah. How bad? What do you have? What are you allergic to? You know? And oh yeah, this and that. Oh, my son, man, he's like really crazy on the allergies. Oh man, really? You don't say. <laughs> yeah, don't say. <laughs> right, right. Right. And then it's like, hey, you know, we, I don't know if you're concerned about the environmental impact of the home. There are some things you might want to consider, you know, and then it's like, oh, well, yeah, you know, little Johnny is, you know, sensitive to mold and golly, yeah, we probably should test it, you know? Yeah. Sometimes it's just a matter of figuring out where that focus is from an Uh indoor air quality perspective. There's always an investigation side of it. You know, you could just jump into doing mold testing and suggesting it or, or lead testing and moving forward and and take the sample and be done with it. Um, But there is also the other aspect where you're actually doing the actual investigation, going, doing a walking a walkthrough, um, asking those follow-up questions to find yep. out what's been going on, what are your concerns, uh, things along those lines, and then and then really kind of creating like a hypothesis for testing. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and then you're and you're helping people for sure. You know, and it's and and yeah, you're making a little bit of money, but um, but really you're helping somebody. Like, well, let's make sure that you're going to be healthy. Right. Not only that, but then it also brings them back to you. So when, when something else, another occasion arises, another uh-huh. concern arises, they know that you have those capabilities. You already helped in them once and they are reaching back out to you again. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I love how this, this ancillary service in particular, all the environmental side, I, I love how it, it, it weathers resi- recessions better. Um, because again, it doesn't matter what the economy is doing, asbestos and lead and mold are are there. Well, not only that, but they, they, it just, the industries partner well together, whether you're uh-huh. doing the construction, the remediation, the mitigation, it, 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 even if you're just, you're doing the inspections, the, the environmental world is always going to be at play. I, I, I comment on mother nature all the time. She is always there. And yep. so that's definitely a factor in making sure um, that, that you're, you're accounting for that. Yeah. So I know you guys are based out of, is it New Jersey? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Cinnamon's in New Jersey, actually. Okay. So if, if I'm in New Mexico, that's where I'm located, um, and, and I want to take a sample, do I have to mail everything all the way to New Jersey? No. What? <laughs> I know, mind blowing. But here's the cool thing. Um, so we have just under 50 lab locations, Canada and the States, East Coast, wow. West Coast. Um, now we are in key city areas um, mm-hmm. because obviously population drives. But at the same time, um, you know, if we have a lab close by, you're welcome to drop samples off. Uh, if we're not conveniently located to you, we do have some shipping options for you as well. So getting those samples to us is never, never an issue. Uh, we, we have convenient factors of shipping labels and things like that. Uh, even if it happens to be after hours and our lab might be closed, you can still drop those samples off and they'll get them first thing in the morning, get them started and moving. That's excellent. So yeah, even if you're in a smaller town or smaller market and there isn't a big lab with you, like, yeah, you're right. There's one, you know, there's one and then probably in Denver or Phoenix or something along those lines where like maybe you're in more rural area you can still offer big city services and probably fast too, right? Right. You know, the other thing I find too is, you know, we're not limited. Um, when, it, when a hurricane comes in and hits Florida, uh, our lab may close in Florida, but we are still fully functional. As long as you can get those samples out to us, we'll get them analyzed and your business doesn't skip a beat. Well, right. Yeah, absolutely. Instead of shipping it to that Florida lab, that's maybe closer to you, but hit by, you ship it a little bit further up to wherever Atlanta or something, right? right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's then having cool. all those lab locations definitely makes it m- more worthwhile to be able to not only pick up supplies when you need supplies, but get those samples analyzed in a, in a timely fashion. How long does it take typically? So if like, if I've taken samples and I ship it to your lab from the day it hits your lab, how long does it take to get that stuff back? 
Yeah, so most commonly 24-hour turnaround times. Um, we're very competitive when it comes to pricing as well, so that way you guys have that availability for profit margin. Um, but uh, but yeah, that quick turnaround time is necessary, especially as we see due diligence periods and things along those lines get shrunk down. Uh, making those those turnaround times happen for you yeah. is necessary. Oh, absolutely. That's always a concern on the, on the real estate side of things. Always. And even on like the remediation companies, like there's a big mold problem, you know, some massive leak, and we got to get that sample out turned around fast and, and so that they know how to do the right remediation on it. Right. You don't yeah. want business to, business to be hindered um, from moving forward. Those processes need to happen in, in a timely manner so that way the job gets done. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially when they get to some of the environmental stuff that, that can be scary and when it get to take, get on that stuff super fast. So. For sure. Not only that, but also making sure from a safety aspect, everybody who's in the job yep. is safe and their well-being is accounted for. Absolutely. They need to know what kind of um, respiratory equipment, what kind of you know PPE they need to be wearing or not wearing and Exactly. Yeah, to be able to be safe on the job site. Absolutely. And I think that that's, that's really important. Yeah, so you've got labs all over the place. Um, I love that. So then if there's a natural disaster or hurricane or on, in Florida or an earthquake in California or whatever, there's always the backup labs. Um, that is, um, that's a really really great idea. You don't have to ship everything back to New Jersey, right. which is important for <laughs> a guy a, like me. Yeah. It's definitely a powerful thing to be able to have as many lab locations as we do, um, conveniently located. So that way you have that access. That's uh, that's really incredible. So, um, if, if somebody wants to learn more about this, um, what, what's, what's the, what's your guys' website? Sure. Uh, www.emsl.com. Uh-huh. Well, that's easy. EMSL.com. That's right. They can learn a little bit more. But what if they want to get a hold of you and like, hey, um, Kim, I've got more questions. Um, you know, how can I, can you help me get set up? Can you help me get started? And they're like, I just want to talk to you. You sound great. Like what, what's the best way to get a hold of you, Kim? Yeah, for sure. Um, I would be more than happy to help anybody who has those questions. I have a wealth of knowledge that I, I want to share. Uh, so to get a hold of me, uh, you're welcome to reach out via phone, email, uh, phone numbers, uh, going to be 843-628. Uh, Three one three four, and uh, and that is a direct phone line. If uh, if you're looking to set up an email, uh, it's k mcdonough at emsl dot com. How do you spell k? k how do you spell McDonough? <laughs> you got it. It's uh, k m c d o n o u g h. Kind of sounds, looks like enough, doesn't it? Like it does a little bit. The Cam Mick enough, but it's not. It's not enough. It's McDonough. Exactly. Gotcha. And we t- we joked as about long, that. Really. As long as my services are enough. Oh, there you go. Boom. Oh, Dutch. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I think that this is something every inspection company should be adding, at least looking into. How can they expand this way? Um, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure, and uh, look forward to talking with everybody. You've been listening to Empire State of Mind for the home inspection industry and beyond. Our passion is to elevate the home inspection industry with mindset, strategy, and tools. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. For more, follow on Instagram at IEB Coaching. And don't forget to hit the website at www.iebcoaching.com. Learn about IEB at no cost and have all your questions answered on our open call once a month on the third week of the month. We hope to see you there and we'll see you next time on the Empire State of Mind. <laughs>